Well, folks, once again, you're listening to the Biscuits and Gravy Show. My name is Jason Kurtman, and a few uh, a few states away from me, and maybe even more than a few states, is my good friend Jim, the boy next door, Nelson. Jim, is is that an accurate description of you, the boy next door? Well, a few doors a down. A few doors down. Are you the one that uh, the girls' mothers warned them about? <laughs> no, I'm the one my mother warned oh, them about. Gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. Your mother <laughs> thought so. Everybody else's of mom thought I was great. <laughs> it yeah. was my mom that would set them straight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think my mother kind of uh, might have. I don't know. She, she was. Uh, there was certain folks. I think that they kind of wanted me to stay away from. So I, I get that. But uh, that's okay. That's okay. So that's I, okay. It worked out well for you, from it, what I it, hear. It worked out very well for me. Yes. So you've been gone what four or five weeks now? Oh goodness! You've been working hard. I hard. <laughs> yeah, I work hard at hardly working. Some people yeah, do that. Yeah. I, I I need to I need to practice that skill. Would you Would you right. teach me the ways of the force? Well, the first thing you got to do is get yourself a motorcycle. I'm telling you. Uh, yeah, uh, that's uh, you uh, never work hard on a motorcycle, which is not really true. Um, I went on a long ride yesterday, and I will be the first to admit I'm a little bit sore today. I've got parts of my body that are sore that I never knew could get sore. Um. It was interesting. I did 537 miles round trip yesterday. And I know that there's a lot of motorcyclists that do more than that. They they have something called the iron butt ride, uh, which, yeah, if, you do, if you're able to do that, that's to certify that you have an iron backside because um, that's 1,000 miles in 24 hours or less. And they have criteria, Jim, that if you do this to get the certificate, you have to not only just ride a thousand miles but it's not on the honor system when you change highways like if you get off on one highway onto another you have to stop and get gas at the closest gas station so that you can get a printed receipt of your right. time that you were there and then you write your mileage on the receipt and that's they're part they're not going to take your word for it yeah they're not going to take your word for it and then you submit that as part of your paperwork to get your certificate for that so I had been talking a long time about doing an Iron Butt Ride uh, 1000 for my 50th birthday. And uh, Sarah kind of talked me out of it. And uh, it's not easy to do, especially I, I thought if I could find a highway that's a thousand miles long with gas stations along the way, I could fill up when I needed to, not when I turned off on a highway. And so far, I haven't been successful in finding that route. And I kind of put it on the back burner because yesterday... I realized uh, 537 miles uh, is is enough for me in one day. Um, I won't call that an iron butt ride. I'll call that the unofficial, uh, somebody else called it, the monkey butt ride. So, yeah. So, But we had a good time. We went to the um, City of Rocks State Park. Jim, I want you to Google that when you have a chance. Okay. It's a great campsite. I, I say that. You can camp there, but you can also just walk around and explore. It's huge boulders some of them are 40 foot high way out in the middle of nowhere in the in the flat desert um and what was the name of the place city of rocks state park new mexico um an unbelievable beautiful place uh the rocks are are volcanic so they they surmise that they've been there because of uh, volcanic activity some years back um and then we we went from that wasn't even planned uh, Mitchell suggested we stop there on the way 
on the way to Silver City, which we did. Silver City was our next stop for fuel, and then we went from there to uh, uh, Glenwood, the Catwalk Recreation Area, which I'm going to tell you, I saw some YouTube videos of people on the catwalk. Some of these folks were a little overweight, and they were saying, oh, they love the hike, you know, it was beautiful. I'm not overweight as some folks are, and it literally took my breath away. Uh, a lot of inclines to walk up. I'm, I'm sure that a man of of your stature and your physical condition would have no problem uh, hiking through the catwalk recreation area. But it was a little too much for me. Um, we did, like to get, I, I wouldn't mind giving it a shot, but you may be thinking more of me than... than uh... <laughs> You, you may not be being fair hey, to yourself. Uh, you are my hero. Don't take that away from me. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, um, but we, we've missed you on the show. We've had some uh, good good guests and co-hosts. We had Michael Shinneberry on, as you know, and Rich Merritt covered for you. And uh, we're, we're glad to have you back. And, oh, goodness. I'm and, glad and, to be back. And by the way, if you didn't, you, you know, you usually call me almost every day or I call you. Usually it's you call me and that's okay. But if, if I didn't answer my phone yesterday, it's because I spent about 90% of the day in an area that I had no cell service whatsoever. No. I remember so. that, and you warned me about that, so yeah. we're, we're all good. I'm not it, one of those it was, clinging vine girlfriends that... Uh, no, you didn't I'm, answer my call. Oh, goodness. Don't I get, texted you. Yeah. <laughs> I needed to still. Yes. I, I, I never had one of those. Don't have one now. Um, my wife is just as, just the perfect level of clingy. That's a good title for the show right there. The perfect the level perfect of clingy. Level of clingy. Yeah. I'm going to write that down. So no, she is. And she always a says, certain amount of clingy is a good thing. Yeah, it is. It, it is. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah says to me every now and then, I hope I don't it's a lot you. better than, the, it's a lot better than the opposite. Right. Yeah. Like, Stay away. Get away from me. Don't away from touch me. me. Um, yeah, Sarah tells me all the time that she loves me, and she's every once in a while she says, "I hope I don't tell you that too much." And I'm like, "Honey, there's no such thing in our relationship, so uh, it's all good." So uh, yeah, you would have been, you would have enjoyed uh, the trip yesterday. The, lo- the locations we stopped and visited, we had a good steak uh, on the way back. Originally, our plan was to come back, and um, I said, "Let's play it by ear." I said, nah, "I'm." 50 years old, I'm not what I used to be. I said, maybe we ought to get a hotel in Deming for the night. So we stopped in Silver City. We ate a steak, got back on the bikes. And uh, I was like, you know what? I think I can make this. I really want to get home tonight. And uh, we pushed it all the way through. We filled up in Deming. uh, Filled up in Las Cruces again. I had 77 miles to go from the last place I filled up. And uh, we hightailed it back to Alamogordo. My buddy Mitchell split off and went home, and uh, I went on home to Tularosa. I called ahead when I got gas. I said, honey, open up the garage door because I'm riding it straight in. And uh, got home, and the garage door was open, the light was on, and as soon as I pulled in the garage, she comes running. Let me help you unpack. So, good trip. Good trip. I've... Uh, I've uh, enjoyed it. I've never done that much before in one day. And, Jim, honestly, I don't think I'll do it again for a long time. Mm. Uh, Like I told Seth, unless there's a family emergency, I've got to get somewhere fast. And that's the vehicle to take. So that's my plan. You're going to be all, born to be wild. 
I'm going to get the audio clip uh, from Renegade. He was a cop and good at his job. Right. You know? <laughs> Play it on the way right. just there to motivate go. me to go, you know. So L- Lorenzo Lamas. Yes, who is now a helicopter pilot flying tourist over the Grand Canyon. Uh, he's nice. based out of California. I would, I've always wanted to ride a helicopter. How fun would that be to ride a helicopter over the Grand Canyon with the, with the Renegade himself? Right. You know, I saw a video of him. I think we t- might have talked about it on the air a couple of weeks ago uh, where he was speaking at a walk away rally in California, talking to Democrats who had abandoned the Democratic Party. I guess if I guess if they b- abandoned the Democratic Party, they're not Democrats anymore. So former Democrats, that that should be the word. But uh, very, very conservative. And he and uh, Scott Bale spoke together. One of them said, and I thought it was uh, interesting. I think it was, uh, yeah, it was Lorenzo said that, uh, and of course I've heard it before, that President Trump is the best president he's had in his lifetime. And I think a lot yep. of people feel that sentiment. And of course, we're, we might talk about this a little more or later. We might talk about it now. Um, I guess you heard Donald Trump. Uh, it's reported now that he has tested positive for the coronavirus, yep. as well as his wife, Milani. Um, there's a lot of conspiracy theories floating around about this i i haven't heard the conspiracy theories the only thing that i've heard is the levels of hate that yes that have been leveled and, and i'm like you know what if 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 it, it's funny to me because the democratic party used to be the party of Tolerance. love peace and yeah. a bottle of hair grease right love peace and a bottle of hair grease i like you that. know and, and now it's like Good heavens! You say Antifa, but it—it's like the Princess Bride. These words you keep on using. I do not think it means what you think it means. Right? You know, they're—they're um, they're more fascist than anything that I've than than yeah than, than we've seen seventy years. Well, some people think that Trump is faking having the virus. Um, some people think that it's a lot worse than what he's reporting—that he's on the verge of death. Uh, matter of fact, I was told, I read, that C- somebody from CNN tweeted that President Trump had passed away, and then they deleted their tweet. Uh, so there's a, there's a lot of stuff going on. Michael Moore uh, has said some pretty negative things, and as well as a comedian on Saturday Night Live, I don't remember who it was, something to the effect that of, uh, it's reported that our president has COVID, my heart goes out to COVID. Um, disgustingly hateful. And uh, it, it makes me sick. Uh, Twitter has announced that that anybody that posts ill wishes towards the president, uh, that he dies or something like that, they will be disciplined for a violation of their policies and procedures. Um, and, uh, Facebook says it's okay as long as you don't tag the president in the post. Oh, for Pete's sake. Yeah. So uh, pretty, pretty sickening and disheartening. Um, the question is: Is what? Where do we go now? If the, if the in the worst case scenario, who who does what? Who becomes what? Uh, not necessarily in the chain of command, but who steps in as the next potential candidate on the Republican side? Uh, I would like to think that that would just automatically go to Pence. It would just step up a level. Now it, it would it, seem to be the logical. It would, and of course that would that would be what would happen as far as who's the president. That's in the line. Uh, but it's never really been documented, to my knowledge. I don't know of anybody else that that's happened to as far as in the stages of running for that office. So it would definitely be interesting.
but not interestingly enough that I want to see it happen. Let me clarify that. Um, so anyway, Jim, I saw yeah. some, some video of the president, and he referenced current enough events uh-huh. that um, the idea that he's doing poorly. I think he's. I think he's doing fine. I think so too. As a matter of fact, I read the last report I read was that he will probably be home (parentheses the White House) by Monday again. So yeah, uh, he he was referencing some uh, pretty current events, and it's like yeah, um, either he's clairvoyant or he's okay. Right. And I'm, I'm inclined to think that he's just he's okay. I'll, I'll tell you what, though, it does, you know, it brings another to the people who say that this is all fake, the COVID virus. Um, it's not. I mean, there's no way around it that it's a real virus, that people are really getting sick. I, I think if anybody on this planet would want it to be fake, it would be the president. Um, I, I would, if I was a president, I'd want it to be fake. I'd want it to be a conspiracy against me, my office. Uh, the powers that be uh, from the deep state. I would want it to be coming from them and that it was all fake. But it's not. It's it's not fake. There's been people that have died in our own community in Alamogordo. There's been um, people that have died. Uh, my son was telling me somebody that he used to work with that uh, they have passed away from COVID virus. And so, and yeah. The man that performed my marriage has passed away from COVID. Is that right? Yep. Huh. But there, but there's no disputing that it is a real thing. Um, and if you say that it's fake, that it's all a hoax, well, you can't be taken seriously about anything now, in my opinion. Um, I, you know, I, that, but that's that's really stretching it on the conspiracy theories. I mean, and and I've seen a lot of conspiracy theories. I used to watch people and listen to people who would promote their conspiracy theories. And now, 20 years after the fact, I look at them and go, huh, they knew what they were talking about. Because um, I've kind of seen some of the things that they predicted come to pass. But uh, if you say that COVID's all fake, then then I'm sorry. I just can't. You're take, not paying attention. You're not paying attention, and you really can't be taken seriously uh, from that point on. At least, maybe in some things, but not in this area. Uh, Jim, I guess we better take care of the business. Real quick. Da, 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 da. Yeah, our special uh, sponsor, our corporate sponsor is McDonald's. Uh, I really got to, I'm having about, about to have a Big Mac attack myself. And I need to get down there and get one of those here pretty soon. I've been watching my diet, doing pretty good. I'm pretty happy about that. Special thanks to our executive consultant, Rodney. Please hold the door open, Barden. I don't know where that came from, it just sprung out there. Um, he's been uh, working pretty hard with us again, and uh, we've got our uh, sponsorship with McDonald's renewed. Thank you, Mr. Bardner, Barden. And uh, come visit our website at ourfantasticwebsite.com and vintagebiscuits.com. It's all the same thing. Check out our Facebook page, The Biscuits and Gravy Bunch. We had I, I don't have the current count. Facebook changed some things, and I'm having trouble finding the count of the members there. I'm going to try to find that tomorrow. But we had a whole slew of people join us last week. It's a good place to, you know, Jim, I don't know about you, but sometimes I just need to hear or see a good joke. Yeah? Yep. Sometimes. I do every time I look in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But I'm dunch. Yeah, there we go. Okay. 
No, sometimes, you know, because the things going around and happening that's just a little bit depressing. I get a little depressed every time I hear Biden open his mouth. Uh, that's a whole other conversation there. I, oh, there's a conspiracy. Speaking of which, there's a conspiracy theory I read today that the deal was set in motion that if Biden gets elected after two years, uh, that he's agreed to resign after two years so Harris will step in. And supposedly the reason, this is what they said, the reason it's two years is because if she becomes president before then, that counts as a term for her. But if, if it's after two years, it doesn't count, and then she can run two more terms. So in effect, she'd be te- our yep. president ten years. So uh, I'm not sure about the... You think the, she'll pack the courts? Oh, uh, yeah, in <laughs> one direction. So, I'm... I'm I, I'm I know joking. You're... I'm not joking. Yeah, yeah. This this is the woman that told that made the statement that if we were Trump supporters, look out, they're we're coming for you. Um, yeah. Uh, I I I I also saw some interesting videos this week. I don't remember who made it, or who produced it, but they went out and interviewed a few people that were came out. They just said, uh, "So, are you with the Republican Party or the Democratic Party?" Oh, I've been Democratic my whole life. I've always been Democratic. So, I guess you're voting for Biden. No, I'm going to have to vote for Trump this time. Why is that? Hmm. Well, I like Biden, and I would vote for him, but I know he's not going to be president long. It's going to end up being Kamala Harris, and I don't want her as my president. (laughs) Yeah. So, they're voting for the same reason you and I voted for Trump. Oh, my We didn't want Hillary to be president, you know, so... Oh, my word. So I imagine there's quite a few people like that. The, the I'll say the, the Democrats with at least some de- common sense, uh, I think, because it just the thought of a Harris presidency scares me to death, almost as much as a Hillary Clinton presidency. Almost. Well, you don't get to you don't get to identify a line group of your of of your country mm-hmm. and say that on the basis of something that is legal that's legitimate that you're going to come after them yeah no 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 sunshine you're all done (laughs) yeah no 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 it's that would be like that would be like us saying hey you know what uh anybody who voted for obama we're coming for you well if we had said that where would what, what conversations would we be having now right yeah totally yep uh, getting back to the business, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. We are heard on the Leading Edge Radio Network, Q-Star FM, KKTY, Tiger Country Radio, WBM Radio, Good Talk Radio, Delmarva Talk Radio, and of course our own radio network, apexradionet.com. And uh, we're, we're glad to be a part of your listening day. And uh, there, I think that covers the business, Jim. So you got any jokes for us? Oh, goodness. Well, you heard about the two clowns that were eating a uh, cannibal, right? <laughs> I heard about the two cannibals that were eating a clown. Yeah, the two cannibals were eating a clown. One cannibal says to the other cannibal, I think uh, you does got... this taste funny to you? Right, that one I've yeah, heard, well, yes. Yeah. Well, in this case, this is two two clowns that are eating a cannibal, and the one clown looks at the other and says, uh, uh, I think we got the joke wrong. Ah, okay, good, got it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, carry on, maestro. Oh, goodness. Uh, let's see here. Uh, 
Uh, kid says, uh, what does a chicken g- give you? I'm sorry, the teacher asked her class, she says, what does a chicken give uh-huh. you? And the uh, student says, meat. Teacher says, very good. Now, what does a pig give you? Class says, bacon. And the teacher says, uh, great. What does the fat cow give you? Only one voice was heard. Homework. <laughs> I could yeah. imagine bad things happening to me if I had to pull a stunt <laughs> right? like that in school. I, yeah, I, yeah. I will tell you real quick of a little incident I had in a math class one time. Somebody put a note in my math book, and they were kind of making fun of me because of uh, an idea that one of my cousins had, and they overheard it, and they thought that I had the idea, which I kind of, I, I wasn't totally engulfed in the idea, but I looked at it as a plausibility, and uh, they they made a joke out of it, and put this silly little note in my math book about it, and I opened it up, in the book, and there's the note. And I didn't even get a chance to read it. It got swiped out of my hands by my math teacher. Math teacher who was, by the way, a retired uh, colonel that was an instructor at West Point. Um, You always addressed him as Mr. or Colonel and nothing else. And very strict. This was in my first year of Algebra, Algebra 1, which I ended up taking a second year of Algebra 1, probably due to this incident. (laughs) But... uh, (laughs) He looked at it and started reading the note, mumbling to himself. And he looked at me and he said, you have time for such nonsense? And I said, well, of course I do. Why do you think I signed up for your class? Oh. And, uh, yeah, I, 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 that didn't go over too well. It you did could, well. Yeah, it, did well. Oh, it was quick thinking on my part, but dumb thinking on my part, too. I, uh, yeah. I believe I got sent down to the principal on that, and I ended up having to apologize to him in front of the class, which I should have. That was uncalled for um, that, and totally disrespectful. But it's just one of those few moments in life I was so frustrated uh, because I had this kid kind of picking on me in one way and then I've been having problems with his class and uh, I just it just came out and I wished it hadn't have but it did and now it's a funny memory I can tell so uh, anyway on with on with your jokes maestro <laughs> um, my friend thinks he's smart he told me an onion is the only food that makes you cry so I I threw a coconut at his face. Yeah, that would make me cry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, it, what it, happens to a frog's car when it breaks down? What ha- What happens? Yeah, this is going to get me put on joke probation. Um, it gets towed away. It gets towed away. I, towed. I read some clips of Paul Lind from uh, Hollywood Squares. Right. And one of the questions was, does a female frog croak? <laughs> and he said... If you hold her underwater long enough, you know, you, you do the Paul Lynn better than I do. But, You're uh, supposed to eat pizza, not, not wear it. You're right, yeah. So, <laughs> what a funny guy. I read somewhere that the answers uh, were given to them. The funny responses were given to them before the show, but they did not know what the question was going to be. They had oh. to match it up real fast in their mind to which answer they should give. And and it always worked. So I don't know if that's true or not, but sometimes that show got a little off colored and I didn't care for that. But good concept. Good concept. You got another joke for us? Uh is Google male or female? I give up. Female because it doesn't let you finish the sentence before it makes a suggestion. Uh Jim said that, not me. You can contact him <laughs> on our website, our fantastic website dot com. Just put attention Jim in the email. And uh, I, I will relay that message to him. So That's bad, Jim. I'm afraid to ask. Do you have another one? What did the duck say when he bought lipstick? 
Oh, I know this one. Put put it on my bill. Put it on my right. Bill. Yes. Yep. At any rate. Okay, I got two for you. <laughs> okay. Chicken jokes. Why did the chicken commit suicide? I don't know. Why to get the to the other side. <laughs> to get to the other side. Yes. One more. <laughs> what do you call a chicken that moves ever so gracefully? Hmm. I don't know. Poultry in motion. <laughs> Poultry in yes, motion. Yes, those are bad. I know. I know. <laughs> so, hey, how's your podcast doing? To be honest with you, um, I have been so incredibly busy lately. Yeah? It completely stopped. Well, I know you've been busy. I've done, I haven't done, I've been working seven days a week and then yeah. working on the house here trying to get some uh, some refinance yeah. stuff figured out and um, still waiting for that. But, um, yeah. Yeah, you'll get back Coming to home. it in the right time. Yep. Yep. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Well, I will tell you about this. Uh, as you know, Sarah and I have started doing a, a Saturday morning radio show called The Cowboy and Sherry Show. And it's it's picked up on a couple of networks. We're not going to majorly syndicate it yet until after we uh, get a big move taken care of next year. However, uh, some of the show is not available on the Internet because it is music and it's licensed or it's not licensed, you can't put licensed music in a podcast. Uh, just can't do it. It's against the, the law because the artists don't get royalties for those downloads. So what we've done at the end of our show, after we close out with the last piece of music clip art, we hang on the air for about 10 to 15 minutes, and we just talk randomly about different stuff. And it's usually pretty funny, and it's definitely very entertaining. And then we edit the show... Uh, because I sent it out to a few radio stations, but then I also edit that last clip, and that's called the Cowboy and Cherry Short Show. And uh, you you can find that clip on the homepage at cowboycherry.com. Uh, you can also find it on iTunes, along with the Biscuits and Gravy Show is on iTunes. Uh, so, Jim, I know you haven't heard that yet because you've been so busy, but you ought to check that out when you get a chance. So it, it can be uh, pretty entertaining. We were talking about Christmas memories last week. Do you have awesome. any do you have any special Christmas memories? Oh goodness. I, I know we're not even close to Christmas, but Spe- I'm curious. Wrapped up around my wrapped up around my childhood. I remember specific gifts. Um, yeah. Yeah. I remember getting a, a six shooter cap gun and a lever action cap gun to go with it. Uh-huh. Good uh, stuff, man. I can oh, yeah. I can still smell the caps. Absolutely. Uh remember remember some uh uh, like a safety orange it, it was a tonka toy oh yeah but it but it was a um it was a it was like a Datsun 210 sports car i didn't know tonka made cars i just thought they made the trucks and the backhoes and stuff pretty sure that was a tonka it, okay. was, it was built tonka tough well they they made a lot of those die cast heavy metal toys back then you could almost sit on those tonka trucks and ride them oh yeah which is great. Work those little levers, remove that backhoe, move dirt around. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Many a kid has sat on a Tonka truck. That is for sure. Of course, sure. then you remember the um, the Lifesaver books? I don't think I know about those. Yeah. They, they'd, they'd have these books, and like it was really it was just packaging. You'd open it up. It opened like a book, and inside it had all the different flavors of uh, 
lifesavers. I don't remember that. That's like, interesting. Like they'd have whole rolls of lifesavers in there, yeah. Huh. I remember one of my, uh, a couple of my first gifts. The first gift I remember getting was a big stuffed dog that was like a rocking chair. You could sit on it and straddle it like like a horse and, and rock it back and forth. And then uh, the second gift I remember was a toy piano, uh, which came with a little bench, sat on it, played the piano. Of course, I always became a, a lover of piano. Um, and then the third toy I got, which fits me so perfectly, my dad, this was my dad's idea. My mom could not believe that he uh, he got it for me. He had a GE tape recorder that he used to produce his radio show. And I was fascinated by it. Um, of course, you know me. I've always been fascinated with communications, electronic gadgets. And, and there was quite a few times when you and I were in college, we were experimenting with CB radios and antennas and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, he bought me for Christmas one year, the exact identical GE tape recorder that he had. And I love that thing. I wore that thing out. I remember getting train sets and race car sets and guitars and, uh, typical stuff that most, most kids, most boys anyway, would get. So th those were my Christmas, Christmas memories. Jim, do you have any quotes for us? Uh, let's not just yet. Actually. Okay, well, I'll give you a couple I got, I, and I like this one. Don't water your weeds, Harvey McKay. I don't know who Harvey McKay is, but I read this. Don't water your weeds. You got something in your life you're trying to get rid of? Don't feed it. Um, I tend to do that sometimes. I think we all do. We got something that's bugging us. Um, what, what, this is what we I do. We call it venting, don't we? We do. We call it venting, but sometimes it's not really venting. I've yeah, had, we're nurturing the grudge. I, wait, that's a good way to put it. So I had a few things happen to me about 10 or 11 years ago that people in my life, some of them I considered friends, uh, really hurt me in a bad way. Uh, I was in a profession that I loved, and uh, I, I will still occasionally have uh, dreams about that incident and wake up and I I'm I'm watering the weeds. I keep thinking about it. I can't, I have yep. a hard time putting it to rest. And the only thing that it does for me is make me lose sleep. Um it's hard for me to deal with that. And I've learned that there there are ways that I can deal with it. And uh, sometimes I have to get up, go get me a soda, watch something on TV or my iPad or something, get my mind off of it and then roll over and go back to sleep. But, yeah, you've got to you got to break the thought pattern and Yep. Put exactly. something else in its place. So don't water your weeds. The other quote that I have here is, uh, if you have to insult to make a point, the point is not worth making. Somebody by the name of Zane Abdul Nasir. I got some really unique ones this week. So that's true. Always be nice. Always be. Wasn't that the quote from the movie uh, Roadhouse? <laughs> be nice until it's time not to be nice, and then don't until be. Until it's time to not be nice. Yes, and then don't be nice. Right? Yeah, <laughs> something along that lines. It was a good movie. Good, good quote. Um, and I like this one too. This is uh, from a, I believe, a Christian motivational book by Machana Dilweo. Uh, I have no idea what na nationality this person is, but they wrote, "God helps those who help themselves, but He helps most." those who help others and i believe that's true i I'm, i've never been a believer in the karma principle but i i am a firm believer that god watches us and he watches our kindness and he makes sure that other people repay our kindness with theirs 
Uh, I believe that. I've seen it so many times in my life. And uh, it's good to know God takes care of us that way. He uses other people. I, I read a story one time about two boys who were sitting on their apartment porch, and next door, they one of those old apartment buildings, you know, where you, you have two doors adjoining each other, but they're two separate units, even though they're in the same building. And these boys were sitting outside this woman's house, and uh, her apartment, and she was praying, Lord, please, I'm so hungry. Would you please provide me with some bread and lunch meat? And the boys were laughing and giggling at this, and they went down to the corner store and bought her some roast beef and some bread, and they rung the doorbell, had it at her door, and ran off. And she came out, and they were watching her from around the corner, and she was like, oh, praise God, praise God, thank you so much for bringing me this. And the next day, one of the boys knocked on her door and says, we wanted you to know God didn't give you that bread and meat. We did. We heard you praying, and we went and got you that food. And she said, son, listen, God will meet my needs even if he has to use the devil to do it. <laughs> right. And it's true. It's true. So many times people uh, will do things to us because they think they're being mean to us. They think they're being ornery. And in the end, like the scripture says, all things work together for good. Classic Bible, a classic Bible example of that is, of course, Joseph. And you know what I'm referring to. Yep. When his brothers sold him into Egypt, he worked his way up, so to speak, uh, to be the, the right hand of Pharaoh. And uh, he managed the famine situation, which in, in effect ended up saving his own family's life. We could go on and on about that. But anyway... Got any quotes ready for us now, Jim? Um, be the person your dog thinks you are. I like that one. <laughs> yes, be the person your dog thinks you are, yes. Uh, being an adult is having the we-have-food-at-home talk with yourself. <laughs> That's true. That is so... <laughs> Sarah's like, you. I'm going out. You want me to bring you anything? Yeah, I'm hungry. Bring me a Big Mac. Oh, you don't want to eat the pizza in the freezer? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever, the, the fried chicken in the fridge or whatever. Yeah, I like that. That's so true. Go ahead. Um, I have abs. They're just hidden under uh, my love for mac and cheese. Yep. Do you, do you ever put, uh, uh, have you ever put anything unique in your mac and cheese? I mean, I, I used to basically use mac and cheese as a, as a hamburger helper, tuna helper. Okay. That's that's back back in our college days. I'll tell you what's good with mac and cheese. What's good with shrimp mac and, and or crab? Oh, yeah, really good that stuff. Does sound good. Oh, and also on not in the same dish, but also uh, green peppers or green not green peppers, green hatch peppers, chili peppers. That's really good. Uh, I, of course, you know I have this deep seated love for hatch green chili peppers. Love it, and I have to be careful with it because it's so hot. I I have to, you know, just portion it out to myself. So, anyway, go ahead. Uh, no man has ever won a game of notice anything different about me. No, that's true. They haven't. <laughs> they have not. Uh, I think there might be one exception. The brunette comes instantly uh, extreme blonde or the, or the other way around. Right. Yeah. That's the only time. Yeah. So, all right, go ahead. Uh, you never realize how truly sarcastic you are until you have that have a mini me who acts the same way. <laughs> yep, got one of them myself. Did you read my story about what my son did in church 
uh, about 12 no. years ago. Oh, this is funny. You're no. going to love this. You know, in most churches, they have those little visitor cards in the pew where if you're a visitor, right. you fill it out with your name, phone number, address, email, so the pastor can call you later and tell you how much he enjoyed your visit and he hopes you come back, you know. Well, my son, we're sitting in church, and there's about there's a couple of these in the pew. He picks them all up, fans them apart, holds them up to me, says, pick a card. I said, all right. So I picked one. I'm not knowing where this going. He grabs one of the others, turns it around, faces it to me, goes, was this your card? <laughs> Kid thinks he's David Copperfield. So, yeah. Like, hide the monuments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did read that, didn't you? Because you posted on that. That's right. I forgot. Yeah. So, I, got, I got two more for you. Yeah? Okay, go. Uh, Walmart. Uh-huh. You go in looking for cookies and pudding, and you come out questioning the fate of the human race. Hmm. <laughs> there's so many different ways I could go with that. There, yeah, I think there's a website right. called People at Walmart. <laughs> I, I, if I'm not mistaken, there's a website called People at Walmart where they post pictures of people in various ways of dress or undress. Or just weirdness, various stages of weirdness. I've, I've, years ago, I went to check that website just to make sure I wasn't on it. Uh, <laughs> I knew I wouldn't be. But yeah. Walmart. Uh, you go ahead and give me your other one. Then let's talk about Walmart for a bit. Because I, okay. I got something about kind of related to Walmart. Um, actually, I got... I, go ahead. A couple of really cool ones here. Um, being famous on Instagram is like being rich on Monopoly. It's not real, so calm down right calm down <laughs> kind of like the debate the questions don't matter the points don't matter and the questions aren't real yeah so, right um, that's why drew carey should host the next uh <laughs> host the right? next debate there you go and then if i channel my inner gene hackman um if i blocked you on social media and you see me in the streets the block still applies in real life right yep in the words of jack nicholas <laughs> Just don't ever call here again. Yeah. So when I worked at Radio Shack, we sold an answering machine tape that's, you know, it was Jack Nicholas. Uh, Nick Nicholson? Nicholson? Nicholson, yeah. He said, if, if you're calling here, we're not home. Just leave your name and number if you want. And if you don't want to, that's cool, too. Just don't ever call here again. <laughs> Just don't ever yeah. call here again. Yep. All right. Did you have another one? Nope, that was okay. that was it. So Walmart across the nation, everything probably has not been more affected by everything that's happened in COVID, uh, more so than in its dealings uh, with following your governor's orders, Governor Whitmer of Michigan. And this week, it was recently, yes, yeah. go ahead and share the love. Yes, well, apparently the uh, legislature, not the legislature, state supreme the court, supreme court, yeah, okay, in uh, Michigan has has said no uh she did in fact um exceed the mandate of her powers um she's acting i guess she ended up firing back with some more orders yeah that's what i heard it's like total are you not getting it yet you total disregard yeah so what's the legislature next? said you were wrong the supreme court said you're wrong to be honest at this point i don't know i would think that if the supreme court of michigan says you violated the constitution there's and now a, you're doubling down on it. And now you're doubling down on it that those are possibly grounds for impeachment? I would say. I would think. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not a lawyer, and I never even played one on TV. But uh, wish I wish I had. A, I think I would have made a good TV lawyer. I would probably be objecting to myself all the time. <laughs> so, 
Strike that, Your Honor. But you said it. I know. <laughs> but anyway, can we start over? <laughs> right. Uh, it sounds like it sounds like a good role for uh, Jim uh, Jim Carrey. Yeah, Jim Carrey. Yeah, he kind of did that in Liar Liar, didn't he? Right. Now that I think about it, so I find myself in contempt. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> good <Guess> movie. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm kicking myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, pretty good movie. So uh, yeah, the governor up there. I, I'm just anxious to see how that all plays out with her. Because in all honesty, I know that I think our governor has been watching your governor to see what she can get away with. Of course, uh, um, our governor's had dealings with, uh, I believe, our Supreme Court and legislator already, and they backed her. Of course, our, our whole state is, is blue, uh, so that wasn't surprising enough uh, to me at all. Frustrated to no end is what I am. Uh, I, I just can't wait for this to... I, I understand that there are some states now that are totally opening up, no restrictions, no mask mandates anymore. I read about one state this week. I wish I could remember which state it was. But I'm like, hey, good. We're on the right track. We're getting back to our old normal in some areas. And I'm, I'm thrilled to death to hear about that. Your thoughts on the whole matter, Jim? Uh, what drove me crazy is the people, hearing people say, um, we're never going back. This is the new normal. I got to be like, honest. No, you do not get to hijack the way we live our lives. The I got to be honest. No. I was starting to wonder. I really was. I, I, I caught myself. Well, they said it out loud. Oh yeah, this it's is what the, they said. Yeah, this is the new normal. We're all in this together. And even though I fought it, I got my. I got used to seeing everybody at the stores, everybody in public wearing a mask. And up until recently. I only saw one or two not wearing one. And so I thought, well, good for them. But I didn't have the courage to do it yet because I was comfortable in my mask now. I'm so, this is how comfortable I am Isn't in that my scary? Yeah, it is. This is how comfortable I am in my mask. I, I laughed at a guy the other day because I saw him riding his motorcycle through town without a helmet and wearing a mask. Now, think about that for a minute. That's funny. Oh, yeah. That is funny. Now, that's through town where the rates of speed are relatively slow. Speed limit's 35. Yesterday, out on the highway, I'm doing 70-plus miles an hour, wearing a half helmet. And anybody that goes at a high rate of speed on a motorcycle knows that that wind that you're hitting in your face is shooting itself up through your nasal cavities. Right. Yeah, at that high speed. Uh, until you've been in a convertible with no windshield or something like that, you, you and that burns after a few minutes. I've gotten used to it on long rides before, but yesterday I had my I've got one of those masks that wrap around the entire neck like a turtleneck, and you just pull it up. And I was starting to experience that burn a little bit, and I thought, you know what? I'll just pull my mask up. It'll cover my nose and block some of that air. And I realized just how comfortable I was with my mask. Hmm. So much that I even thought to put it on while I was riding a motorcycle, although it be it for a different reason. Honestly, I cannot wait for the, the mask mandates to go away. I, I'm sick of them. I think everybody's sick of them. As, as comfortable as we've all gotten with it, I, I, I miss the smiles. I mentioned this in another show that I really miss seeing people smile and seeing their facial expressions. I think I really, there's been a lot of unexpected consequences from it. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I, I would agree. And uh, I, I think it's a good thing that some of the states are moving on. Uh, I do think that uh, the president contracting COVID-19 might be a step backwards for us as a, in, as a country. And maybe it's a step forward, too, depending on how you look at it in the way we think about COVID and how we handle it. It kind of uh, depends on, because I could see the president saying, this is how we muscle through it. Right. Yep. So it, it all depends on how it gets played from, you know, moving forward. On a lighter note, Jim, yes. guess who had a birthday this week? And it wasn't me. I already had mine. Somebody else what? turned 70 this week. I'll give you a hint on that. I won't um, say somebody else. A group of people turned 70 this week. A group of people. Yeah, I'll give you a hint. You ready for an audible hint? I'm ready for a hint. Oh, no kidding. The Peanuts. Yes, they turned 70 this last week. Yeah. My friend Michael Shinneberry, who some of you, uh, uh, he filled in for you two weeks, uh, did a tribute on the piano on his Facebook page to them. Played, Played the piece perfectly, in my opinion, and did a great job. That's not an easy piece to play either, I don't believe. So, no, yeah. you got that kind of light jazz stuff yeah. going on there. It's a happy jazz. Yeah. And I always liked it. I And I'm not a big fan of, of uh, jazz music in general, but I know when I heard that song on the TV, I was in for a good time. Yeah. Ready to watch that football get pulled away from Charlie Brown's foot right at the last second. <laughs> <laughs> I was so ready. Ready to watch Snoopy take off. In his aeroplane as the Red Baron, or fighting the Red Baron, whichever it was. So, yeah. So, uh, Peanuts Gang turns 70. Doesn't seem like it could even possibly be that long, but I guess it is. Well, about the time I started hearing people refer to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as classic cartoons. Oh, that He-Man? No. Uh, Right? Yeah, those were novelty. If they were classic, they would have lasted a lot longer than they did. Granted, the characters. Some of them are still. Some of them are still. Well, He Man's not. Yeah, He Man's not. But, but the Ninja Turtles, they lasted. They hung in there. How do? You, how did those guys come up with that concept? Oh, let's draw uh, an animal. What do we make them? Radi- Race car drivers? Right. No, that's been done. Let's make them ninjas. <laughs> and turtles. And turtles. Yes. Because that's funny. Because they're they, slow. And they love no, pizza. Not. Yeah. So. Weird stuff, weird cartoons. I remember a lot of good cartoons that I watched. I, of course, I loved the Looney Tunes. Bugs Bunny, oh. Daffy Duck, Elmer Fudd. Am- My name is Elmer J. Fudd, millionaire. I own a mansion and a yacht. <laughs> I, I worked with a, a guy one time <laughs> when I was an extradition agent. I worked with a guy, and I was kind of training him. He was kind of my partner. He talked exactly like Elmer Fudd. <laughs> Looked at me. One day, he's driving the van. He looks at me. I think I could go for a hamburger. <laughs> and I was like, wow. Wow. Uh, not making fun of people that talk that way, though. It's just a, don't get I'm me just to West Buddha. Yeah, 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 don't get me. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's somebody else we knew. Right. I forgot. Yes. <laughs> Only he couldn't help it. <laughs> he couldn't help it. And he was a great, lovable guy. He was. Yep. Most of the time. <laughs> Sometimes he'd get on your nerves. That's one of our college friends that Jim and I had. Years ago, that drove an old, beat-up uh, Chevy Nova. And uh, he got so, uh, I remember this, he got so caught up in a sermon being preached at church camp that he wanted to give everything he had to the ch- preacher. 
And of course, <laughs> all, all he had was the keys to his Chevy Nova. He wanted to give his Nova to the church. And he walked up front and dropped his keys to his Chevy Nova in the plate. And the pastor looked at the keys, looked at him, looked back at the keys, picked them up and handed them back to him. They did not want his car. I rode in that car and it was a death trap. We were going, and he was not a good driver either. I love Michael, but he was not a good driver. And uh, he was going to take me someplace, and I couldn't get a ride. It was the only ride I could go. And uh, I got in, and I put the seatbelt on. And for some reason, I I forgot something back in the dorm room. I I thought, well, I better jump out and get it and then come back. And I went unlatch the seatbelt, and it wouldn't open. And I, I panicked because I could just see this kid driving off in a river somewhere. Because uh, I knew what yeah. a driver he was. And I told him, you're not leaving until I get this seatbelt undone. And uh, we ended up taking a nail file or something like that, something flat and strong, and prying that thing open. I finally got oh, out goodness. of it. He didn't have far to take me. Just I think it was just down to the store around the corner or something. So I did, I did not wear my seatbelt on the way down. And uh, he's, he's like, you're, you're going to get yourself hurt. I said, you're going to get me hurt if I do wear my seatbelt. What difference right. does it make? So, but God bless him. Boy, the people we remember from our days on past. So, yeah, but Michael was a great guy. I, I've always wondered what happened to him, what became of him. He was one of the guys that came from the old Lester Roloff homes down in Corpus Christi, Texas. Corpus Christi, Texas. And uh, I I don't know if that school's still around that the homes are. I don't think it is. But uh, they they put out a lot of good people out of that place. And uh, sorry about that, Jim. It's time to go to bed now. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> what is that? That was the the uh, the alarm on my phone. Oh, okay. Very subtle. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Very subtle. So uh, hey, um, speaking. We were talking about the debates a while ago. Who do you think would be the perfect person? I mentioned Drew Carey. Who do you think would be the perfect person uh, to uh, moderate the next debates if we have them? Have you thought any about that? I have. <laughs> yes, Mike, Michael Monty. <laughs> no. Dean Martin. Oh, yeah, like in the style of the celebrity <laughs> roast. Yeah, I I did. I can see the stunned look on his face when somebody says something truly stupid. Right. That just that just makes it hilarious. Well, <laughs> can, you know, Dean Martin saying, "I don't know if I want to laugh or cry." I uh, I did mention in, on Facebook that watching the last debates was a lot like watching a dialogue between uh, Foster Brooks and Don Rickles. Right. And of course, Foster Brooks Brooks would of course uh, been Biden, but. Uh, I, I got a couple of I got two good people in in mind. One of them is on the serious side, who I think would make a great moderator. Moderator, uh, Tim Allen for some reason comes to oh, mind. Yeah. Tim Allen, he's got common sense. He even though he is very political conservative, I think in a debate form he would know how to appear at least impartial, and and keep it his level of common sense common sense in play. All you got to do is be fair. Yep. The other one on a comedic level, I think would be great. I would love to watch this. Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> you know, you know who I'm talking about, right? Yep. The guy that used to do the Aflac commercials. Right. And uh, of course he was a perfect spokesman about that until he made some stupid jokes about the tsunami in Japan and I they see a presidential debate. Yeah. Between uh, Jerry Lewis and Sammy Davis Jr. 
Yeah, that might be interested. Interesting. I mean, fl- fluctuating it, fluctuating between her babe and her lady. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. This would be good. I, I, you have you got any ideas for who would make a good moderator? That's somebody still living. Just a thought. I can't. Interestingly, I came across in in a role you would not expect. Um, Jeff Foxworthy. Yeah, he and would he, be a and good he one. He was moderating. Um, I don't think it was a debate. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? That would have been a good show for the last right? debate. Yeah. Yes. There you go. <laughs> yeah. He was in a conversation with uh, Ravi Zacharias and. Really. Yeah. That like, like that's I said, a couple. Not that's one the odd you would couple. expect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with Ravi Zacharias and. Uh, I can't remember somebody who the else. Other one was. Yeah, yeah, um, someone <laughs> of equal of equal stature, and it wasn't a debate; it was just a conversation. But he was moderating it a little bit, and and actually did a solid, respectable job of it. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. A um, couple more things, Jim. You know, October is popcorn month. What are you going to do about that? I'm going to have to do something about that. What's your flavor? Fa- favor. <laughs> What's your favorite flavor? Favorite flavor. Favorite. Yes. Um, I'm a I'm a salt and butter kind of guy, but I tell you what, the the old caramel. Yeah, that's good stuff. Ball, uh, you know, popcorn balls. Yeah. Sarah likes the movie butter popcorn. My favorite, beyond any other flavor of popcorn, is the kettle corn. I yes. love that stuff. Can't can't do that too often because. Well, my sugar doesn't like it. So, anyway, October is popcorn month. Somebody, some, sometime, y'all have fun with that this week. Um, also, here's an interesting fact I came across. And uh, Jim, when I thought about this, I kind of ha- couldn't help but wonder if you're among the 14 percent of Americans that have a zombie apocalypse plan. Well, I you, you don't want to call zombie... it that, right? <laughs> Well, I had a friend of mine years back, and he's gone on to be with the Lord, um, but he jokingly talked about the zombie apocalypse. Okay. But here was the cool thing about it. At that time, what he did is he talked about the zombie apocalypse because nobody would take it seriously. Right. But preparing for the zombie apocalypse... He was preparing for everything else? Prepared you for everything else. Yeah. And, um... Yeah. Yeah. Say so just so another that, line of thought. 14% just, of Americans have a zombie apocalypse plan. The zombie preparedness month is this month as well. 14% of people have the plan because, it says, because America. That's why. The younger the person in the poll, the more likely they were to claim they have a zombie apocalypse plan. Well, yeah, that kind of figures. Comic book readers. That's why. Uh, while one in four millennials have a zombie plan prepared, just 6% of baby boomers do. That's an interesting uh, statistic for you. So, anyway, um, here's another thing I read. This was interesting. Here's a piece of history for you, Jim. You're going to absolutely love this because you and I both went to college before. And we knew better in the college we went to to ever, ever stage a protest about anything. I came close once. I called my dad about something that happened. He's like, shut up. Don't say another word. Go to your room and lock the door. <laughs> or you will get us both in trouble. And he was right. Uh, but we, we we never had any protest over there. Well, you might have later, because you were there after I was. 
That's not to say bit. I graduated before you did because I didn't. I didn't graduate from that school at all. Uh, but the history of college protests. This is interesting. It was 250 years ago this uh, last week, September 23rd, 1766, that the first college campus protest took place. This is awesome. There were seven colleges in colonial America at this time. The students at the first college, which was Harvard University, were unhappy about the on-campus dining, specifically the rancid butter. It was called the Butter Rebellion, and it began with the cry... Behold, our butter stinketh. I'm being serious. Half the student body supported the complaint, and they took to boycotting the dining and eating in local taverns instead. The administration soon yielded and replaced the offending spread. And that is your history on college protest. So, I don't know. I'd probably protest rotten butter, too, in those days. We, we had good food. We had a, a lady that cooked for us. Mrs. Largent. What, what was her name again? I'm Lar- Largent. Mrs. Largent. Great cook. Uh-huh. You talk about home-cooked meals, a lot of on your plate. As I recall, you could get a large plate of food for $3. I think that's about right. Yep. She made some big breakfast for a little bit of nothing. A little bit of nothing. And not only that, she had a kind soul. You could mm-hmm. walk up, Mrs. Largent, I don't have the money today, but I get paid next week. She'll give you your meal, put your name in a book, and you pay her later. Yep, and and she never, to my knowledge, she never went to anybody and said you owe me this much money. She might have, nope, maybe you know about did. it, but I don't. Uh, no, I think somebody else. I think at one point, um, somebody in the discipline committee ended up taking a look at that book, and they ended up bringing it up. That very well could be, but that but was her she ministry. Yeah, yes, that was her ministry, and. Uh, she she loved doing it, and everybody loved her. They were grateful to her. Yes, uh, that that's part of that. Do good deeds, and do good deeds will be done unto you, uh, sort of thing. I'm I'm sure that she was richly blessed for that. I have no doubt. We had a lot of good memories back then. There's no doubt about that. The things that we did and went through. Oh, Jim, San Antonio, George. I just saw him sticking his head around the corner. I'm sure you heard that, folks. It's been great to be with you today. We hope that you've enjoyed the program. Don't forget to spend some time with your kids and make a friend this week. Jim? And please, turn on your Amber Alerts. The life that you save may be someone that you know and care for. That's right. And don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes and get yourself a Big Mac along with your kids. Have a great day. We'll see you next time right here on the Biscuits and Gravy Show.